Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. She looked at me and said, you know, my spouse is a narcissist. I said, really? She said, yes, my counselor said so. Really? Well, he wasn't. So who was wrong? And what happens if you think you are married to a narcissist? Let's talk about that on this episode of Relationship Radio. I'm Dr. Joe Beam. This is Kimberly Holmes, our CEO. Kimberly, you are the psychologist. I study sex and marriage, and you Mm -hmm. study psychology. And so what can you tell us about narcissism? It seems to be everywhere. I see things on the Internet where people are saying, here, buy my series, and I'll tell you how to deal with your narcissist spouse or your narcissist parent or your narcissist child. So apparently, according to them, at least a good 75% of the country is narcissistic. (laughs) To an extent, that's true. And here's the reason. Because if we actually look at the origins of narcissism, it it now is a, a diagnosable mental or personality disorder, we should say, that's in the DSM. But years ago, there was a lot of debate about whether it should go in or not. And the reason for that is because the people who were fighting against it were saying everyone has some degree of narcissism in them. It's a it's basically a selfishness, a a part of us that wants to protect ourselves, to look out for ourselves, and all of that stuff. True narcissism, true narcissistic personality disorder includes, I think it's nine to 13 different things. It's been a while since I've looked at it. And about 1% of the population is diagnosed with the with the personality, personality disorder of narcissistic personality disorder, but it includes things like grandiose visions of self, um, a, a true lack of empathy for other people's feelings, and different things like that. But again, It can really blur the lines because to an extent, we can all have grandiose (laughs) ideas about ourselves and how we're (laughs) more important than others, or at times being way more selfish and not being considerate of other people's feelings. And so, yeah, when we're talking about narcissistic personality disorder, no, it's 1% or less of the population. If we're just talking about narcissism as a synonym for selfishness and inconsiderate, then yeah, probably 98% of... (laughs) If not more. Yeah. The book she's referring to, this DSM, is a Diagnostic and Statistic Manual. Mm -hmm. We're now in the fifth version of Mm -hmm. that. And uh, every... It comes out every few years, and psychiatrists and psychologists get together and debate over all kinds of things about what goes in there. But it's used basically by counselors, therapists, psychiatrists, and psychologists to diagnose mm-hmm. disorders. And you're right. Narcissistic personality disorder, extremely rare. Mm-hmm. And those people are almost like sociopaths, mm-hmm. very close. Mm-hmm. So. Mostly what we see is when people are talking about narcissists, they're talking about people who are evidencing some degree of selfishness. Yes. And as you said, who is that not? Exactly. Exactly. But we use it. I mean, they use, if we think again, going back to other diagnosable mental or personality disorders, it's similar to how people will use the word bipolar. 
for a person who's not actually bipolar, Mm -hmm. right? So if we think of it in that way, then yes, people are using this word narcissist, but where it's really becoming unhealthy is that people are trying to diagnose and they're Mm -hmm. looking up the narcissistic personality disorder. They're seeing everything that goes with it. And because they've labeled their spouse as a narcissist in their mind, then they're continuing to to magnify their issues based on this. It's it's like when um, if you're a hypochondriac and you just have, you know, a headache, but then you go on WebMD and you're dying of brain cancer because mm-hmm. you're seeing mm-hmm. what everything that's listed there, you mm-hmm. all you're starting to manifest in your mind. It's like pe- it, that's basically what people are doing for their spouse. They're saying because they're selfish, they must be narcissists. If they're a narcissist, then they lack empathy. They have all these other characteristics and they're kind of speaking them into existence, so to say. Yeah, making making this fit what they've already decided to be true. And we are living in a country in America where that labels are further and further splitting people Mm -hmm. so that if you hear the word Democrat or Republican or the word conservative or liberal, you instantly start making decisions about the other person Mm -hmm. and, and you put them into that category. You perceive them that way. You treat them that way. Mm -hmm. And there, there is no such thing as a person who is perfectly going to fit one of those labels and be everything you think they are Mm -mm. because Each of us is individualistic. So are there some Democrats who believe this, but some who believe that and some who believe the other? Sure. Mm -hmm. Same with Republicans, same with conservatives, same with liberals. And so this whole idea of categorizing, putting people into some kind of a pigeonhole and and now thinking that's who they are and that's how we deal with them is causing a whole lot of problems, not just in America, but around the world. But the one that really bothers me here is this one. Had a uh, lady tell me once on her, oh, she called me actually, she was one of our call-in programs, and she said, my counselor said hmm. that my husband is a narcissist, to which I replied, how many sessions has your counselor had with your husband before making that diagnosis? She replied, my counselor has never met my husband. I replied, then your counselor is unethical. Yeah. <laughs> unprofessional. How in the world could she diagnose that having never met the man? It means that she's taken whatever you have said, Mm -hmm. and you have to realize every person is biased. Absolutely. Every person. Therefore, what you say is biased. And she has interpreted that into a diagnosis. Yeah. And then my final advice to her was, run. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Run away from this therapist. Don't use them. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go to the other thing then. So how do you deal with a spouse who's selfish? Yeah, well, okay. Even if we stick with the narcissist thing, and this answer will, to an extent, I believe help answer that. My favorite research paper that I read about how to deal with a true narcissist, a person who has narcissistic personality disorder, basically at its core said with empathy, hmm. which is the exact opposite of what people are doing. Mm-hmm. If you're labeling someone as a narcissist, you're not trying to understand why they have this self-protective measure, why they're acting the way that they are. You're furthering the problem by continuing to label them and to separate them from the rest of mm-hmm. the rest of people. And so this research, I mean, it, at its core, it said the only way to truly help them is by empathizing, understanding why they why they are where they are, and loving them into into where is a more healthy place for them. So how do you deal with a selfish person? I think we can start with that same principle. First of all, let's have some empathy as to why are they acting selfish in this moment? 
Are they scared of something? Are they scared of losing something? Are they depressed about something? What is the precipitating factor underneath the selfishness? And it could also be that they are you know, we talk about the concept of push and pull, they're being pulled into something else, mm-hmm. like another person or a different type of lifestyle. And so they're acting selfish because their own internal desires have shifted for the time being. But mm-hmm. we have to start with that same concept. Where's the selfishness coming from? Mm-hmm. And sometimes selfishness comes from a person's lack of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Because they actually view themselves as being so flawed and so inadequate that they become very boastful, very proud, very yeah. arrogant in the way they treat other people. And people say, look, he's a narcissist or she's a narcissist. When underneath that facade is this scared person mm-hmm. who's afraid of somebody seeing who and what they really are. Yeah. Or sometimes people are treated in a way that leads them to be that selfish. Mm. There, there's a, actually, I read out a kind of psychology several years ago called celebrity psychology, which was basically saying, if you treat a person as if he or she is above us, mm. you know, that you are so much more wonderful, you're a star, you're amazing, you have gifts we don't have, et cetera, that if that person is treated with that kind of uh, adulation, almost to the point of idolatry, mm-hmm. if that person is treated like that, after a while, they start believing I it. I believe it, yeah. And, and oh, I must be that amazing, that perfect, because people tell me that. And so it can come from any number of things. So if you're a wife living with a husband or a husband living with a wife and he or she's being selfish, Kimberly says, okay, number one, try to be empathetic, try to understand. But does that mean then that I let them do all the things they want to do without somehow trying to protect myself and or my children from the results of their arrogance. Right. No, of course it makes sense to protect yourself from, from those things. If they're trying to take all the money and, you know, buy a Lamborghini because they're trying to impress this other person or whatever it might be, then no, you need to set up those boundaries or the the safeguards that offer protection or what we call them. And uh, people could find out more about that in our membership and, and the boundaries toolkit we have in there. But we, we really have to, yes, protect ourselves. But that doesn't mean that we have to continue to ostracize, diagnose, or, or treat our spouse like they are less than us or sick. Like really when, when we're calling our spouse a narcissist in a way, it's a form of contempt Mm -hmm. because you're saying I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. You are less than me. Mm -hmm. Very destructive. Mm -hmm. I agree. So maybe narcissistic. (laughs) (laughs) So, so stop labeling, labeling people, including your spouse. But at the same time, as you try to understand them, empathy is a wonderful and powerful tool you also sometimes like to stand up to them. And so if they're the kind of person who will just always try to tell you what to do, then sometimes you just look back at them and very calmly just say, no, I choose to do this instead. Mm-hmm. And if they say this is what you should feel, then you can say, actually, you know, my emotions are determined inside of me. I'm not talking about fighting, not arguing, not getting into this brouhaha. I'm just saying that people will pretty much do what you allow them to do. And so if you have somebody selfish who's trying to control and dominate you, don't. Don't let that happen. But you don't have to become them to do that. So be kind, be gentle, but have a backbone. Be strong and and just very calmly look at them and say, "Mm, no, 
I'm not going to do that. And then you maybe are going to tell them what you will do or why you won't do or whatever else. But if you're going to deal with selfish people, that's what you have to do. Empathetic, but also calmly powerful, calmly strong. That's how you deal with any kind of selfishness, right? Absolutely. Love them into it. Love them away from it. Love them away from selfishness. Yeah, love them away from selfishness, and don't you become selfish in the process. Mm-hmm. Well, Kimberly, we get a lot of questions, and, and we get a lot of questions about why people cheat, and particularly, they'll be gender-specific. Like, why do men cheat? Why do women cheat? Well, let's start with the first one of those. In the next episode, what we'll talk about is why do men cheat? Because they're narcissists. <laughs> Scratch that last thing. <laughs> Why do men cheat? We'll talk about that on the next episode of Relationship Radio.